Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this podcast we did with the Dale Jr. Download with Kevin Harvick as his guest. Uh, it's been a it's been a hell of a year. It's been a crazy year. One of the most exciting NASCAR seasons that we've been able to see. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on in the world. We got a lot of stuff going on right here at home. I want everybody to take a few moments. Um, look out for each other. We gotta we gotta take care of each other. We got to make sure that our friends, our neighbors, especially our old people, are looked after. That they've got people checking on them, making sure that everybody is mentally healthy and everybody's in a good spot. It's going to be a tough Christmas for a lot of people, and I think this is the the time that we can shine as human beings and just give each other a, a helping hand. Uh, it's been a great year of talking with uh, Rob Lopes and. Billy Bradley and Jimmy Wags, who stepped in and did a bunch of podcasts um, while we were busy and doing other things, but I just really appreciative of the feedback and the comments and and everybody listening and and paying attention and being a part of you know this podcast that talks about the sport that I've loved since I was five years old. So I hope you enjoy this uh, final podcast of 2021 with Mark Scott talking about Kevin Harvick. Have a good one, y'all. Well, folks, what a we've got so much going on in the world. I, I'm not sure that we could even figure it out or decipher what the hell's going on. We got a new COVID variant out. It's either um, not a big deal at all, or we got severe lockdowns coming on. Who knows what's going on? But the only thing that could possibly make this thing even more weird is is Kevin Harvick is the guest on the Dale Jr. Download, Mark Scott. I, it's, I, I personally did not think this was going to happen until after Kevin Harvick retired. He's, he's very relevant today. Still, he's, he's got a contract from 2023. I just didn't think that these guys would take the, the time to get together and to break bread and that sort of thing. You are a huge, a, a big Dale Sr. fan. Obviously, you morphed right into Kevin Harvick. You've had, uh, as, as a NASCAR fan, I, I'm, I'm both jealous and happy that you and millions of other people have, have been able to have this um, wonderfully tragic and then wonderful, again, experience as being a fan. But um, I was completely shocked by this. Uh, uh, Mark, uh, quite frankly, and um, and when it came out a couple weeks ago, I would imagine that you were probably a little surprised about that too, weren't you? Incredibly surprised. Um, I, I I didn't I, I like was like you. I didn't think that this would happen until Kevin was retired, and and maybe Dale and Kevin were sharing a booth together, which I, I think will happen down the road, but. Um, Needless to say, when that that tweet came out yesterday from Dirty Mo Media, that hey, guess what? I, I was sitting there. I kept refreshing, refreshing. When's it going to drop? When's it going to drop? Because <laughs> it was just, it was amazing that it happened. And then when I saw it was three hours long, yeah. I was even more excited because I knew we weren't just going to get, you know, that something more happened. Yeah. And and not to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't listened to it, but it met every expectation and more. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you this. Um, it's There's no secret that Kevin Harvick is my Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. To me, Kevin Harvick is no different than the Louisville Cardinals. And I say that which, with, with uh, much respect. Any sports fans know 
Um, if you don't have a relevant game on your schedule, that doesn't make sports fun. I, I, I liken sports to the ultimate reality TV show. I mean, the only reason we watch sports is for friction. We want to see the other team beat the other team. One team's got to win, uh, although the Steelers can somehow end up in a tie with a um, what oh, I thought was God. the shittiest team. Now maybe we are. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's the whole reason why um, people like sports. Somebody is going to lose. There's only going to be one winner. Um, and, it, and it turns out that, um, you know, Kevin Harvick coming on, I, I didn't want this to happen. I, I need um, something to to not fucking like. I mean, that's why I love the pitch. That's why I love going to family events because my wife's two brothers, excuse me, my wife's brother um, and her and her father before he passed, huge Bengals fans, huge Ohio State fans. I can't stand either one of those two fucking teams, and I love to talk shit about both of them. I mean, that's the entire reason why. I mean, for years they didn't want me to come because we were beating the shit out of the Bengals so bad. Well, now <laughs> this. This year I took my lumps a little bit, Mark. Um, but, uh, you know, having Kevin Harvick on here was not what I necessarily wanted to see. However, I thought it was very – it was extremely enlightening, and it, it doesn't change my opinion one bit about Kevin Harvick. He's an obvious first ballot Hall of Famer. You cannot tell the history of NASCAR without mentioning Kevin Harvick. And, and not just mentioning Kevin Harvick, he's tied to the biggest story ever in NASCAR in a way that we today, Mark – I heard things today from Kevin Harvick that, um, honestly, I had thought about him coming in and all that stuff that he had to do, but to hear it from a first-person perspective, Mark, wow, dude, that was some that was some crazy stuff. And, and I'm not sure that any, I don't think he's talked like that before about this, has he? I've never heard him open up the way that he did today. Um, and I think Kevin said it best when he said to Junior, he said, you're about the only person that I could talk to about this with, honestly. And and I, I literally, my I just got goosebumps all over my arms because it was such a moment. And there's, there honestly, when people listen to the podcast or if they've had, there truly sound like, sounded like moments that Kevin's voice was cracking. Yeah. Um, sure, I sure. think this was very cathartic. Again, not. I hope everyone's already listened to it before they listen to us. That's but you. You, yeah, exactly. So you know, Kevin saying, you know, I was a fan of your dad when I was a kid. I was yeah. an Ironhead fan, and you know, that's to me, you know, that explains also so much why Kevin races like he does. You know, yeah. you grow up. You know, people understand. You know, people get on. You know, I get under people's skin when I talk about racing because my mindset. I grew up thinking the way Dale Sr. races, that's the way you race people. They don't like it. And and Kevin, the way he articulated that mindset was so clear that I hope it did get some people to say, you know what, yeah, Kevin Harvick's got a red ass, but here's the reason why. And I love that one moment when Mike said, no, wait a minute. You'd rather have somebody hook you into the wall than cost you the race? What What are you talking about? And Kevin walked him through it, and Mike after was like, "Yeah, actually, that makes sense." <laughs> yeah, you know, but it just. No, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. He uh, just, you know, Kev, and I think, you know, it was great. I wanted, to, I, I'm the opposite, Dan. I wanted this so bad because, I, and I've told you, and I've told many people, my three favorite drivers are Dale Senior, Kevin Harvick, and Dale Junior. 
Um, and people are like, how is that possible? I said, because I see, you know, I, I want, and, you know, that's just how I, you know, I love the tradition of it. And so the fact that they not only buried the hatchet, and you could tell from the moment that Kevin walked in, the awkwardness. But yeah. then by the end of it, by the middle of it, I shouldn't even say the end, by the middle of it, they're talking about going to a strip club as buddies and puking yeah. in Kevin's shirt and, you know, the, all the stories that I knew some of them, but these are good friends. These are good friends that this needed to, this needed to happen. And I really, I'm so glad it did. And I sent Mike Davis a, you know, a tweet and saying, not only was this more than needed, it's so good that it's this is i hope that this allows you know some some big growth between these two that that needs to happen and the fan bases and i think it's good for the sport honestly yeah i think you know in the in the grand the grand scheme of things what we what we learned about first of all last night i listened to the first 50 minutes and i was unbelievably disappointed because you could tell that there was tension in that fucking room, and they just kept prolonging and talking. They talked about the new car, for Christ's sakes. Nobody wants to hear about that shit. It was only a way for them to get to a point, and and I applaud Mike Davis because he finally, you know, stepped on the elephant in the room and and got the conversation going, and that's all anybody wanted to hear about. I didn't want to hear about what Kevin Harvick thought about how many cars they would have by Daytona, for Christ's sakes, or racing in the Coliseum. We're going to learn all about that shit next February or March, uh, or January, February, March, but when they finally got talking to it, within within three minutes of Mike broaching the question and and talking about you know the comments and that sort of thing, both of them were everybody in that room was starting to feel better. They were starting to uh, they were starting to get some understanding. There was you could feel it through the through the airwaves that. Not only was this needed, but I think it's something that neither one of them really wanted to do, but they knew it had to be done. And, and that's kind of a. And I'll also, by the way, as a side, I'm glad that there is a um, a, a mental health sponsor to the show because you know this is the, this is the way people should be all the time. You know, it's it's unfortunate that it's taken this amount of time to get to here, but fact of the matter is, I understand it. Kevin's trying to win. Dale Jr.'s moved on. It's not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's hurtful. But shit, what are you going? We're not going to lay over and cry. And and I and I kind of liken it on an extremely lower level. Where you just said that you, your three favorite drivers are Senior, Harvick, and Junior. And if anybody follows your Twitter feed for since the time Junior was driving, they'd be like, "How in the hell can that son of a bitch like Dale Jr.?" And and people would be like, "How in the hell can Mark Scott be one of your best friends?" Well, it's easy. We don't take any of this shit personal. We know we're coming from a good place. We're not competitors. I could care less about the Dale Jr., um, Kevin Harvick shit. You and I have talked about it thousands of times. It's, 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 it's sports. It's something to go through. But these two guys lived it. These two guys were, were in the moment. And, and I thought everything that Kevin Harvick said today is only a reminder why he's a damn champion. And he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It, it's it's when, when you have the mindset that he does, and you got to put feelings aside. you got to do what you have to do, and you got to move on because, you know, the people who don't, don't fucking win. The people who don't, don't last in the sport. This is a cutthroat thing. One of the biggest things I took out of this, Mark Scott, was that 
<laughs> Richard Childress told him, if you can get out of your contract, you can come raise for us. And it was $200,000 fucking dollars, Mark, in, 19, in the late 90s. That surprised the hell out of me. That was one of those stories. Well, twofold. That that amount at that time is crazy. And that the fact that that they they used Delana's credit cards, you know, to it, between that and all the other stories he told told about, you know, like leaving Delana at the track yeah. and all these other things, it's like you made you realize, damn, that's a strong marriage. Yeah. <laughs> um, that she's put up with his shit this long, but. That was just, it was one of those things that, you know, and Kevin used the word compartmentalize. He's able to take the, what's important and, and use it. The, the other stuff is just noise because there's a, there's a, there's a goal at the end. So let's get to the goal. And then if I've got to deal with something along the way, um, it was, you know, like when they talked about, I can't believe you jumped on, uh, on on uh, Edwards, and yeah. he was just like, well, at the time it needed to be taken care of, and I, yeah. I think Kevin also explained, you know, what happened with Chase. You know, it's more about taking care of my team. Sorry yeah. about that. Um, it's more about taking care of the team. You know, it's not just a red ass moment. There's there's a method to the madness, yeah. and it's there's to that individual goal. So. I, and I, I could not agree more. That first 50 minutes was like the first 50 minutes of Gone with the Wind. It's like, great, you know, let's just, yeah. can we get to the, can we get to the Civil War and the story? And, you know, yeah. I, because, yeah, what, what I'm listening to now, I can listen to on NASCAR today and find out about. It. I don't need to know that now. But, yeah. you know, he, what they, what they went through in that three hours was very cathartic for all of them. I think it was for Mike Davis, too. Um, but it it just it shows that there's so much lost in translation between you know what yeah. you you know what what Dale Jr. said about contracts, which mm-hmm. I had forgotten about, but and I but then as they started explaining it, it was like you know Dale said, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. I, and there were other drivers that said, you know, that yeah. came to him, and we never yeah. heard about that, but we sure as heard about about Kevin because Kevin went out there and threw that big pile on the pile of gasoline on the fire, which, yeah. you know, speaking of my Twitter feed, if anybody follows me, they know that how's he a Dale Jr. fan? Well, I also would say stuff just to piss Dale Jr. fans off because that's funny yeah. to me. That's but, hilarious. <laughs> but, it was also because, but it's also because I knew, and, and people, and you listen to it today, Dale Jr. even said, you know what, you were right. I, I should have been thinking more yeah. of what I said. And, and Kevin said, you know what, I could have said it better. Yeah. That was so important true. here. Yeah, and I hope, and that's why I hope that so many people come away from listening to that and go, you know, here's two proud champion men who yeah. both were willing to admit, I was wrong. I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think that um, th- this was actually, a, you know, honestly, a good time. Um, uh, you know, to get this over with, because you know, the faster you get something like this over with, the better off you are. It doesn't matter if these are race car fans or if it's your your damn uncle or whatever the hell it is. It's it's always good to you know talk about these things. Their paths have crossed uh, before. It's just a something that just needed to be done. Um, and and, and I'm, there's nobody um, can look at this and say that uh, <laughs> this was a terrible thing. This was a great thing. I, but I want to tell you something that um, what solidified that I honestly wish I would have heard 
earlier, and not that it would ever change my opinion on on uh, on Kevin Harvick. There's, I mean, I I didn't do nothing I heard today was not anything that I didn't expect. But to hear him describe coming into Richard Childress Racing the way he did, hey, I don't want to take this ride. Fuck, I I don't blame him. I, I did not know that he was going to have his own cup ride very soon, Mark. I did not know that. But for him to come in and say, these aren't my guys. I know Dale Earnhardt is the most, Richard Petty notwithstanding, the most accomplished race car driver that the sport is is, is seen. He's the biggest name the sport has ever seen. Um, but these aren't my guys. This is not, and he created that friction because even as a 25-year-old, a new guy coming in there, he had the champion's mindset that he needed to do it his way, and he either needed to fucking fail with it or he needed to succeed with it, but either way, it had to be his way. That is, I expected nothing less than... Than, than what I heard, but to hear that man, when you when you put that into perspective, you talk about a tough fucking thing to have to do, Mark. I I can't imagine a scenario in in sports to date that could even equate to having that kind of conversation with those people at RCR. Well, and imagine, you know, one you here's your mentor, yeah, the guy who's been your favorite driver. Yeah. You're you're working for Richard Childress. They're going to give you this. You've got the your opportunities. You know, hey, in a couple there. races, here's what. And all of a sudden, you're thrust into the position. Yeah. Your mentor has died. The sport mm-hmm. is all all eyes Look on you. you. It, yep. Yeah, and that he, in that he's well, two two parts of it that were just amazing. One. To me, this speaks volumes to Kevin that he went in and Richard Childress told him this, and he said, whatever it takes to make it best for the team. That just, to me, again, chills. But imagine being 25 years old, and as he said, you know, here's Dale's crew, 40, 50-year-old guys, lifers in the sport, and Kevin goes in and tells him, nah, we're doing it my way. Yeah. How how big a huevos do you have to have to yeah. do that? And you have to imagine that Childress probably looked at that and said, "Yeah, I made the right decision here." Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. From that, an older point, that's and especially a guy like Richard Childress, who's even older school than uh, than you or I or Kevin Harvick and that guy. He's you know at some point you gotta say. Man, that's exactly what I need. Another tough cocksucker in here that's not going to take shit off of anything. And and and, and I, it just just to hear how that whole thing that whole thing came around. And and the the one thing that I I feel bad about, um, I really wish Kevin Harvick could remember. You know, a lot of the things that that happened. You know, he said he didn't have hardly any memory of of um, of his victory there. Um, and, and just because there was, but there was so much going on it just, yep. and, and it's, you know, and you think about all the, the cool things that he's done and the, and the cool thing that he's in his career and, and accomplishments and that sort of thing. I think, um, I think him not being able to remember that stuff just because of the unbelievably stress. Hey, look, a 51 year old dude couldn't go out there and do that shit today. There's way too much stress. There's way too much stuff going on. And that. That's the biggest moment in NASCAR for both of the guys sitting in that in that room. I, I mean, you think about that. In all of NASCAR, 
in the 50-plus years of NASCAR, the biggest moments that have ever happened happened to those two guys that were sitting there talking. <laughs> and, yep. it was, and, and, you know, th- you know, Mr. Childress losing his best friend, not only his driver, but, you know, yeah. think of that, think of that, that three week stretch, four weeks, really. We're, you're, you're finding out you're going to get your own ride. Well, yeah. wait a minute. Now, now Dale has died. Oh, yeah. now wait a minute. Now you're running this race. Oh, by yeah. the way, here, this weekend, you need to get married. Yeah. And now you got to go and run it. I just was listening to all that. It's like, how do you, how do you, the fact that he, that makes that Atlanta win even yeah. more special. Yeah. That he yeah, was able crazy. to to compartmentalize all of that. And you know, to be to be a, a champion and to be at the top of your game, you have to do that. I mean, I just just something that you have to do. You got to block out all the bullshit, and you got to focus on the job, the task at hand. That's what makes. Um, Kevin Harvick so good. That's what made you know, Dale Senior so good. That's what made Kyle Busch so good. I mean, Jimmy Johnson is the master of it. Maybe um, you know he, he <laughs> distractions weren't a thing. You talk about focus. I mean, that's that's what it takes to to do that. Um, and, and I think that um, when I when I listen to the, the totality of the podcast and the dynamics that Kevin is looking at now, he's got Keelan. And he's running around, and, and he talked a lot about family legacy. Well, there's going to be a family legacy at in NASCAR. I don't know if Kevin uh, or Keelan's going to make it to, to NASCAR, but, but Kevin Harvick's not going to be out of NASCAR for another 30 fucking years. He's got this management <laughs> side. He's got, And if Keelan decides to drive, it would not surprise me one bit if uh, – I mean, it's not like they don't know how to put a team together, that sort of thing. But now you take this these comments that – that Kevin Harvick says, and and you put them in context, which was you know five years ago or whatever. Keeneland is four; he's not racing go karts. Kevin Harvick's not at the track with his son. You know, all of a sudden, as we get older, our perspective changes, rightfully so, needfully so. And and I think that what we saw was we saw the maturity of two guys just. Okay, let's get this shit over with. Let's move on. Let's 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 get this done. And and I like how um, they both took ownership of the stuff that you know happened and and went on and they talked about it and they got past it. Because guess what? That shit's going to happen again. That that's not a one time deal. This is this is competitive by nature. Um, friction happens. That's and I, my my wife and daughter. Um, and my son to a certain extent, anytime there's anything going on with the family, they don't like to tell me. Cause I, you know what I do, Mark? I pick up the fucking phone and I call somebody and I go, hey, I just heard that this happened right here. What the fuck is going on? I don't yep. miss any words. I don't have any uh, tact. I don't wait for months. I don't do that kind of I do it right then and there, and it's over. That scares most people. I'm also a business owner. Um, you know, nobody fucking likes me anyway, so it doesn't matter. I, I'm not worried <laughs> about that. But but you look at how Kevin described how the young kids are racing today, and you and I can see it. You and I can see how Chase Elliott races a hell of a lot different than Kevin Harvick did, Dale Jr. did, Kurt Busch did, um, Matt Kenseth did, Greg Biffle did. All The, the, the tide has changed. That there's a new crop of kids coming up here, and that's why I think when he so he, he he talked out of both sides of his mouth about Chase Elliott, and I think it was apropos. It, like, hey, Chase Elliott did this, blah blah blah. It's more of an old school, new school type thing. But he also said 
the way that the Elliots brought up Chase Elliott was the right way. I mean, I, and when you look at how that whole conversation went through, one thing, I mean, it just it just substantiated everything that anybody knows about Kevin Harvick in his in his spot in NASCAR. The guy has a as a, a, a thinking machine, and he he it doesn't matter whether he's running his own team, running his fucking mouth, running his car. There's a there's a purpose for everything. There's a plan for everything, and I, I think that's what's made him a champion. What's made him a great owner, and what's going to make making him a great father. Um, as it turns out, I think that that's why um, you know Kevin Hart. You, like you cannot tell the story of NASCAR without those two guys in the room. Because if you didn't, you would the story of NASCAR can't can't be told. No, and it's um, you know there's I, I think Kevin pur- purposely and perfectly took the Chase Elliott situation and Chase as a whole, and he he said here's what my problem is with him, but I admire him. Yeah, and that's the way that that's the way Kevin is with everything. Hey, yeah. here's my problem with you, but. And yeah. I think that's going to put, you know, Chase is going to hear it and be like, wait a minute, what, what, okay, so he's about, no, wait, he does want to bust my, and then Kevin said, hey, you know what, we do still need to have a talk. Yeah, we've, but, we have another conversation coming. Yeah, but. but he just also said, you know, he does, you know, he, he does respect him, he respects the family, so it was, that was Kevin, that was Kevin yeah. just being Kevin, and, you know, I, I think that you, you're, you nailed it, you can't have this conversation of NASCAR without Dale and Kevin you you hear the history that they have together. This needed to happen so long ago, yeah. um, and, and I think you will. You know, Dale said, you know, you were one of the guys we never thought we'd have in here. You know, we did it with Kyle Busch, and we we had our talks, and I like I'm going to have a beer with him. Well, I walked away from this podcast. I think Kevin and Dale will be having beers together. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I would be surprised if it if it takes longer than you know. Uh, the holidays to take to take care of, uh, and I, because I think what they what, what I heard in in that conversation, Mark, was two guys that have a long history together, and it started out on an extremely good side, and I think they both remembered that today, and yep. you could hear it in their voices when they were talking about it, and um, and and. and you know, for Dale to remember, it was Delena's their first date, and I mean, dude, that's a that's a pretty special thing in a in a couple's life. Their first date uh, end up at Dale Jr.'s place at his damn trailer, whatever the case may be. I think what I heard today was these guys going, "All right, we liked each other, we didn't like each other so much. Uh, let's get back. We're going to be in the same damn circle now, especially as Kevin winds down his career, and he will be a commentator, and he will be a good one." Um, they're going to be running in the same day in the same damn circles, and uh, I just think it's. Uh, I heard two old friends uh, meeting each other again for the first time. That, that's that's kind of what I heard um, uh, today, and I think the next time they come back, they. Cause, listen, I would love for them to talk about the Talladega incident. But that wasn't appropriate for today. They needed to get past. They, they need to be able to laugh about that a little bit. I think now they can. I think yep. um, um, we can. Uh, and, and, and honestly, um, even though Kevin Harvick says some dumb shit a lot, uh, we know it's for. There's a purpose behind it, and we may not know for five, six years. Is point taken. But I think when you have Kevin Harvick in a conversation about 
anything related to NASCAR um, specifically, I think you're having a better conversation than when he's not there. Um, yeah. And, and I think that moving forward, um, those guys could – I mean, Dale Jr. doesn't need any fucking help on, on the media side. But you, you put a guy like – we've seen what Clint Boyer's done. Clint Boyer went into the damn booth, and he made Jeff Gordon look like a fucking idiot. Um, I think you put Dale Jr., you put a guy like Kevin Harvick together – Iron sharpens iron, and I think what you've got is you've got a, a hell of a good combination. I thought that came out today. Um, who knows if they'll ever you know, be in the booth together, but those two guys, um, neither one of them, you, <laughs> you have to there's, – there's only a handful of guys, and maybe not even a handful of guys, that have been through tougher fucking times in this sport than those two guys right there. They have a bond – that um, um, whether they would want to admit it or – actually, I think they would. They have a bond that cannot be broken because of circumstances that neither one of them got the opportunity to control. And I think we found out today that Kevin Harvick, his circumstances were a hell of a lot tougher than any of us realized, and he came out as a, as a fucking champion and still racing today. Well, and I, I think that um, – I hope – that a lot of Dale Jr. fans come away with this from this podcast with a different understanding of Kevin. I'm not saying they have to like him, but I think I hope that they have a different understanding of him. Um, I think that you're right that these are these are two good friends from when they were young and running yeah. together and having fun, even before the connection of, of, of senior and Richard Childress and everything, there was, you know, how the what happened with the Xfinity and Dale Jr. saying, wow, I never knew that. I, I wish yeah. I would have reached out to you. I, it, it's like two, like you said, two old friends coming back together or, you know, put it in modern day terms, two friends who were great friends, yeah. didn't see each other for four or five years because they went off to different colleges or whatever, and then one of them saw what one posted on Facebook or something, yeah. took it the wrong way. Yeah. But then when they sat down and talked to each other, they were like, Holy crap, remember that one time that we pissed in old man Stevenson's yard, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then by the end of it, and I would love to be the fly on the wall or Mike Davis or whoever got to hear what wasn't recorded. Yeah. Because I think those two, I think what happened on that podcast is going to be an, a springboard for these two to do a lot more together. And I think you put those two in the booth together you could have a, a Madden Summerall combination for years to come. Yep, I think so too. And um, I think it was the uh, it was a, a extremely enjoyable podcast. And and, and again, I think I'd, I'd be shocked if it wasn't um, if it doesn't do awesome in the ratings. Not because of of anything more, except for when people really hear about how Kevin Harvick came up and how he took that ride and how his first three years, forget about the day he took his ride. That automatically is, is fucking crazy. But to hear how he got through there, 2002, three, four, and five, uh, that's a fucking struggle that I didn't give a shit about, number one. But number two, I never put myself in that place and how you got to change out folks. And, I mean, there's a changing of the guard and it's because the, the biggest name in NASCAR died. But it's something that has to happen. And if you don't come out of that thing, if, if you don't do that and come out of that focused, 
and not worrying about anything else but the task at hand, you're not going to last another fucking moment, Mark. And he obviously championed that, and then he became a champion. It was, uh, it, was it was a great podcast. I thought it was well needed. I think Mike Davis probably needed it more um, than than maybe Dale Jr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Davis seemed to take a big sigh of relief by, yeah. the, by the end of that thing, but he also wanted to get into it. Mike Davis is the one that, that precipitated this tough conversation, so um, I'm glad everybody got a little healing before the holidays. Maybe maybe now we can go sing Christmas carols together. Well, I I tell you what, it was uh, it was every like I said at the beginning of this, it was everything I expected and more. It made me happy to hear the what was tension at first uh, to yeah. to emotional to laughing joy at the end. Yeah. That is everything that you wanted out of this, and it's a, it is. It's a great springboard into the holidays, and kudos to Mike if he was the one who's, who got them together. Um, and I'm just glad they did it because it was, it's, for me, that was, uh, that was just perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Yeah, and I hope Kevin Harvick loses every fucking race next year, and uh, I hope. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't wish him to get hurt or anything, but nothing would make me happier is that uh, he has a terrible fucking year, and, uh, and and he wrecks Chase Elliott nine or ten times, and those guys battle all fucking year. I, I, you know, Dale Jr. doesn't race anymore. I don't have a favorite driver. I can't pick up one. I just don't feel like it's. I mean, I'm 51. I'm not a fanboy anymore. I don't, you know, that's not something I do, but I'd love to see those two bastards go. I'm two heavyweights going at it right now would be an absolute, uh, an absolute, you know, thing. And to be quite frank, my, my, um, because I dislike Kevin Harvick so much, I probably would enjoy the season more if Kevin Harvick wins a couple races because nothing would make me more angry. And I, and I would absolutely, I mean, it's kind of like when, if um, one of the AFC North teams does well, I can't even say that, Mark. That makes me – I can't even let the words come out of my mouth. Um, but, goddamn, I would watch the Super Bowl solely to see those fuckers lose. I, I think Kevin, uh, Kevin Harvick is amazing for the sport. The fact that he's going to take a calculated risk – not a risk, but the fact that he did calculated – hey, you know what, if I'm going to go into the booth after this, I should probably drive this car a couple years because then <laughs> I'm extremely relevant. And I think it's – I mean, that's another just brilliant move from him, which is why I say Kevin Harvick is going to be in the, in the NASCAR industry for another 30 fucking years if he wants to be. Um, he could probably go into the Hall of Fame when his career's over for whatever he decides to do in NASCAR afterwards, much like Dale Jr. And I think what we saw was two um, – Two of the biggest icons to ever um, strap on the belts and get behind the wheel, uh, hash it out, realize they were good friends, and um, and, I, and I think that uh, um, I, I think the NASCAR world is a hell of a lot better off today that we got this thing behind us and moved on. I'm still going to manufacture shit so I can so I can continue to hate Kevin Harvick. I don't know how I will, but I'm going to. But I think today is probably one of my favorite episodes because it. It goes all the way back to um, it goes all the way back to the very beginning, and yep. and being a fan that you and I have been for the thirty forty plus years that we have been, uh, to to find a story this fucking special with this much um, this much uh, friction, and to put it to bed is an amazing thing. One moment. I got to check out of my hotel. It's <laughs> um, an amazing thing to happen, Mark. And I think uh, I think we all got a, a Christmas gift today. There was a lot of meat on that bone, and it provided a, provided a very good meal. That's to say the least, Dan. 
For Mark Scott, I'm Datto. Listen to the download. Y'all have a good holiday season. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Take care. All right. Take care, buddy.